All right, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to episode five of When the Hunt Calls. All right, now, last week's episode, I had on Emra Oric, um, host of the Bowhunting Soul podcast, and um, we discussed um, trad bows. So this week, um, I welcome back Emra and we will be discussing compound bows all right so sit back relax enjoy this little hip-hop ride and then uh listen in on the conversation with me and emra Welcome again, Emra. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time out, you know, to come back on the uh, podcast. Uh, um, now, last week, um, all right, you know what? Let me backtrack a little bit. For those of you who don't know who I'm speaking to, if you didn't read the notes, um, I am on the phone with Emra Oric. Um, he is the host of the Bow Hunting Soul podcast. And last week, we did part one of this two-part series um in which we're discussing you know the benefits uh the advantages and disadvantages of using a trad bow um and then today we'll be discussing using um you know advantages and disadvantages of using compound bow so um again welcome emra i really appreciate it um let's jump right into it all right yep. what what's your total experience whether it's just shooting archery or hunting with a compound bow well, I've been shooting a compound. I, I first picked one up, I think, way back in like 98, I'm going to say. It was a PSE Nova, um, you know, uh, kind of an older bow, round, you know, round cams kind of thing. Uh, really no draw stops or anything like that. But I mean, you know, there's there's been plenty of plenty of deer killed with that thing, just just not by my hands, you know. And then uh, I, I kind of, when, when I got into my current profession, which was uh, in, in the racing industry, I kind of gave up a lot of my hobbies. And and I didn't really pick it up again until probably like 2005 or six, uh, approximately. And then I kind of dove kind of headlong into it. So since then I've had uh, compounds in the past, you know, three years or four years, I've, I've had uh, mostly traditional bows, but I still have my, uh, my 2011 uh, elite pure, which is kind of like a Franken bow. I kind of customized that bow. It's got a custom dip. I put, you know, limbs and all that stuff on it. I changed everything around. So I won't get rid of that thing. I like shooting that thing. <laughs> nice so um would you say one of the advantages of using um a compound bow would be just i guess the extent to which you can customize it um it depends what you mean by customize because you can get some pretty custom uh, uh trad bows too but yeah i mean what i wanted to do when i when i bought this thing um is uh, you know it had it, it was camo it was like a real tree camo i'm not a big camo guy especially on like you know like equipment and bows and things like that so what i wanted to do i, I always wanted like a, like a snow camo and uh so i i I wanted to take this thing apart and like the draw length was a little too long. So I changed, you know, I swapped out the modules, um, cause they have, you know, draw, draw length, you know, modules, which kind of change how long your draw length is. Um, then I had the riser, um, uh, custom dipped in this, uh, kind of snow camo but it actually ended up being more black than white than white than black and it, it just i i think it ended up looking like pretty sick i i love it you know so you can do that you can have them powder coated you can change you know you can swap limbs around you can swap cams you know but there's there's not really a ton of customization i guess you can do um unless you do something like that which you can certainly do with a lot of the older bows i think a lot of people paying you know 
you know, fifteen hundred dollars, two thousand dollars for some like carbon bow is probably not going to wind up going down that route. But you can definitely pick up an older bow, and you know, customize to your heart's content. I suppose you know. All right. Well, tell tell me about uh, more about your particular rig, like um, the compound bow you have now. Um, like what what make or model is it? What sights or what the draw weight or draw length is that? Yeah, so this is uh, the Elite Pure. It's like a 36-inch uh, axle-to-axle bow. So it, it's it's a 2011. So it, it's a pretty old bow. Um, it, it certainly doesn't as far as like, uh, you know, being like stiff and, and, and you know, um, like a lot, a lot of the current bows today, the risers are a lot stiffer. They're machined better. You see like a lot of these like caged risers that hold up the torque a whole lot better because that, that riser will flex. Even though if you don't see it, it will flex. Um, you know, the, the, the limbs are definitely a lot better nowadays they don't kind of they don't twist uh side to side you know and under load the cams they don't lean side to side um so mine is uh you know was probably back actually it's probably one of the easiest shooting bows not only that elite ever made but it's probably one of the easiest smoothest shooting bows of all time now the problem with that is it's not it's not a very fast bow um, it definitely has flex. It definitely has limb, you know, like the limbs, you know, are, aren't always like all that stable. Um, it was just a technology at the time, you know, it, it'll have some cam lean, you know, at full draw kind of thing. And I, you know, I, I, but, but I like it. It's, it, it, it's fine. I, uh, you know, I, I've shot some of the newer bows. Uh, well, actually the only newest bow I've probably shot is probably like the Matthews Halon, which is, you know, um, if you walk into any custom, you know, or, or any archery shop nowadays, you know, with some 20 year old kid with a flat brim hat's going to tell you it was an ancient bow, even though it's like three, four years old, <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, but, um, I, I think I, I just, I just kind of like the, the heart and soul that I kind of put into it and I just don't want to get rid of it. Now, a modern, a more modern bow is going to be stiffer. It's going to be, uh, resist torquing a whole lot more. The limbs are going to be more stable. The cam timing and everything is probably well, not necessarily the timing because you can time any, any set of cams, but, um, it's not going to have as much cam lean. A lot of, uh, newer bows nowadays have, um, uh, split limbs instead of like you know one you know one limb up top one limb on the bottom there's a pair of like thinner limbs up top and a pair of limbs on the bottom which adds to more stability there's there's less uh kind of side to side torque and twist associated with a thinner like multiple you know thin limbs rather than one big fat one kind of thing but anyway going back to mine so it's it's a 36 inch bow <laughs> Um, it's, uh, I, when I built it, I actually wanted it. It was my secondary bow. I had another compound at the time. It was another elite, but I ended up selling that one off. But this one I wanted to build as like a super light, easy to shoot, small, you know, small game and bit, you know, deer hunting kind of uh, bow. So, um, I actually put it together with limbs from an, from an older elite even. Um, and I was kind of aiming for like a 50 pound bow, you know, which I mean, I can pull way more than 50 pounds. I just wanted it to be like, just shoot all day easy. Uh, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So it en- ended up coming in at uh, all, all said and done, uh, pr- about uh, like 53 to 54 pounds. I draw um, 28 inch, and uh, it's what do I have on there? I have a QAD uh, drop away rest. It's the Hunter model, which with the lockdown mm-hmm. feature. Uh, mm-hmm. So it so the so it doesn't bounce back. You know the 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 plunger, not the plunger, the um, uh, the launcher. You know, which is basically what holds your arrow. The little uh, you know football goalpost shape deal. You know. Yeah. Um, when that when that falls down at the shot, it doesn't bounce back up if it hits the you know hits the riser shelf, um, and it's it's worked really fine for me. It's 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 been pretty uh, you know pretty bulletproof, um, and I have a um, 
Uh, what's my site on there? It is a, a black gold. It's a black gold site. It's the five pin. I can't remember what the name of that site is, but it's the it's the five pin uh, five pin site. I don't really run a stabilizer on there. I do have like a six inch stabilizer um, that that I'll put. No, no, I'm sorry, nine inch stabilizer. I'll put on there every now and then, just just for giggles and grins. But I, you know, I, I don't I don't normally. Um, I, I certainly don't take it out hunting. You know what I mean? Because it, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's not required, and it's just you know more you know, more stuff hanging off the boat to get kind of get caught up and stuff. So, uh, got it. Got it. So with, <laughs> with your compound bow, right. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm new to this, but I'm guessing the technology in terms of, I guess the most basic way of the way a compound bow works hasn't changed, you know, too drastically over the last couple of years. It's pretty much, you know, a riser limbs, um, cams, you know, any mm-hmm. bowstring, you know, essentially, basically, making it easier to shoot than a a traditional bow um now compared to a traditional bow because it it sounds it seems like that you've been you've been able to make changes to your bows whether it's limbs or um you know dealing with the cams things like that you you've been able to do that yourself do you Mm -hmm. find that um a lot easier to do in comparison to trad bows or like how's that work um, it works on two things. One, uh, YouTube is a fantastic, uh, tool. <laughs> you Agreed. can learn to do anything Agreed. on YouTube. Uh, uh, secondly is, um, I just kind of dove like headlong into it cause I love to tinker. So it doesn't matter what, what weapon I have in my hand. Um, you know, I, I love to tinker with things, right? So when you, when you kind of fall like way down deep in the rabbit hole, you end up trying different things and experimenting. So it's, it's kind of half and half, half of what I've kind of learned on YouTube cause podcasts really weren't a thing when I started tinkering with mine, you know, now, I mean, you can listen to probably like a hundred different, uh, you know, hunting or archery related podcasts, maybe not a hundred, but at least probably 40, 50 of them. Yeah, um, I do. I do. Know, a, I do a lot myself throughout the absolutely. day because I'm on the road all day. So yeah, I, I go down a veritable podcast rabbit hole myself. <laughs> Yeah, so for me, it's just been experimenting, you know, and right. and, uh, and and trying out different things. So, um, I guess it's it, it's a combination a combination of that stuff. I don't know if I answered your question or not. Well, um, it was it was more asking if it, um, I guess, is it easier to work on uh, compared to oh. like you know compared to a traditional bow. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's not as easy to work on as a a traditional bow because with a trad bow, I mean, you know, you're, you're changing the, you know, the brace type, meaning you twist up the string or you, or you take twists out of the string, you know, um, you can change limbs, but you'd have to buy new limbs, that kind of thing, you know, there's, and, and you're moving around stuff like your knocking point and things like that. And the rest of it is really kind of up to you. You know, you can play around with the shelf material a little bit. But most of it's up to you. With the with the compound, of course, you have way more things to uh, to, to mess with. Uh, you have a um, uh, you you probably have some sort of drop away rest. Although a lot of people still run a whisker biscuit, which is just fine. Um, you know, but you're you know you're moving that rest in and out, up and down to find your center shot while you're tuning. You you know you're you're moving. You can move your knock point up and down. You know where you, where your D loop is um, mm-hmm. while you're while you're if if you happen to be putting the stuff together. Uh, there's cam timing issues. You need to learn how to time your cam so they both unwind at, at, at the same rate at the shot so you mm-hmm. don't have
have, you know, let's say one unwinding faster than the other, which leads to like vertical knock travel, you know, so if like, like, so if, if they were vastly out of time, like the, the knock, for example, the back of the arrow might go up or down kind of as the, the cams are and, and the, and the limbs are on, on unwinding because they're not unwinding at the same rate because they're basically connected, you know, the collected by connected by a long string, but they're still connected. Uh, yeah. so there's cam timing, there's all that kind of stuff. As far as being able to work on your own own stuff, I'm lucky in that my bolt is older and it doesn't have limbs that are like what we call past parallel. Uh, a lot of the newer bows that you see are past parallel limbs, meaning like they're super, super curved, right? They're really curved. They kind of curve back down. If you were to look at them, like think of like an older bow and the limbs, the limbs kind of point like upward, right? Like the upper limb points upward, the down, the bottom limb points kind of downward. Um, and then we kind of got where those limbs were getting more and more and more parallel to each other, like, like in the horizontal plane. And then now some of them are curved even so much that the tips of them where the cams are, are even curved, like kind of like back inward, like on back onto themselves. So that requires a little more special, special equipment. Now I, I'm able to work on my bow with, uh, the, with a little $50, uh, portable bow press. It's called the Bowmaster. Um, it's basically, uh, like a little twist, um, uh, kind of a corkscrew deal with got, it's got cables, uh, you know, that unwind on, on the, you know, on, on either end it, and it basically, it, it, it hooks through your limbs, you know, by where the, uh, where the cams are. And, you know, you, you basically crank on this thing or you take a socket and you crank on this thing and you're able to compress those limbs and take strings off and you can, you know, take, Put, put twists in or twists out of your cables or string or whatnot to, you know, mess around with cam timing and stuff. And a lot of people take these on like, like as an emergency, like <clears throat> if they're going on a hunting trip or something like that. But with a lot of the more modern past parallel limb bows, I don't think that Bowmaster works. I know they sell adapters, but mm -hmm. um, you really do need like a specialized like bow press like you might find uh, at, an, at, a, at a dedicated archery shop. So, yeah, so some of the later, like the newer ones in the last maybe, you know, six, eight, nine years maybe, your, your model may not be able to be worked on at home as easily. So it all depends mm -hmm. on what your bow you get. Yeah, it's funny because I've actually over the last couple of months I've looked into getting the portable uh, bow press, like you're talking about, like mm -hmm. the Bowmaster, and yep. some of them come specifically made for you know specific bow models. Some of them do come with the adapters, like you're mentioning. Um, mm -hmm. But it's funny is a lot of people have advised against it because, um, or they advise against using it in the home that pretty much the purpose of the portable bow press is simply to use in the field like only right. if only if needed otherwise use a, a um you know a regular bow press a stationary one yeah. or you know take your bow to your local bow shop so i've, I've been kind of on the fence on that myself because i've wanted yeah. to actually learn to put in my own let's say peep sight um change strings mm -hmm. things like that yeah, absolutely. Um, like, because I, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't needed any of the adapters, and I haven't worked on any of the more modern bows myself. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know what adap adapters they have and how how safe or how sketchy it is. You know, mm -hmm. the, on mine, it's basically it's like a little little. Uh, little T's, you know, um, it's got the cable with a little T on the end of it on each end and it slips through where the cam goes through and, and it, it's, it's solidly secured. Like you can't slip out. It can't all yeah. of a sudden under tension, like, you know, sproying out and, 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 and 
you know, hurt somebody, hurt you or whatever. So, um, yeah, but I, with the newer um, adapters and stuff they have, again, I guess it would be uh, model specific. So I, I really don't want to tell someone, yeah, go ahead and try it or whatever. If, but, you, you know, again, YouTube is your friend, but that, that you know, if you're able to do it and it is safe and it is, you know, rated safe for your um, your, your limb style or your bow bo- bo in particular or whatever, that's a great way to, to learn how to do that stuff. It's a great way to learn how to, uh, well, you don't even need a bow press, by the way, to learn how to, to, to serve your own center serving, right? A lot of times uh, people will start with... Um, uh, it seems like when they go down the archery path, f- the first thing when they start tinkering with how to do like DIY things, if mm. they've never done it with themselves, they'll start with the arrow. They'll learn how to fletch arrows, which fantastic. Learn how to fletch an arrow; it'll save you a lot of money. In the, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and then and then they kind of move on to the bow and like, okay, well, what can I do with the bow? So the next logical thing is either putting in uh, doing your own center serving, which you need like a center serving jig, which is about twenty bucks, and some mm-hmm. center, center serving material, which also in a spool of it runs probably twenty twenty five bucks, but it'll last you a long long time um <laughs> Got it. you know so so you can do that you know uh, yourself without because you don't need to press the bow for that um and then you know they'll move on to put you know putting in you know your own d loop or something like that but with a peep sight yeah you do need to take the the pressure off the string so you need to compress the limbs and and things like that but if you can you know use that bow master and it is safe to do so that's a fantastic way to kind of learn to just to do that kind of stuff and maybe even like learn how to time your own cams. You know, uh, a lot of cams have timing marks on them. They'll either have uh, like paint marks or like they'll have little dimples that are like um, kind, of, kind, of, kind of like dimpled into, you know, the cam as uh, as graduations. So like as you're going through the draw cycle, you can kind of, um, if you're able to look at it or if someone's able to draw it for you or, or they're, as you're drawing it, you know, if you don't have a draw board. Um, we can get into what a draw board is, but then you can kind of see if the cams are, are rotating at the same rate during the entire cycle and you can kind of <clears throat> mess around with, uh, with, with playing with that. Also, um, a lot of newer bows, of course, older ones too, but a lot of the newer bows now have, because of the, the, of the split limbs, they also have like a, a split yoke, um, uh, type of cam system. Um, mine does not. But think of uh, when you're uh, you've got your main string and then you've got your uh, your cables, your bus cables that connect, you know, from the the second set of uh, uh, cables, basically, that connect the cams together. Um, They'll kind of go up and then they'll uh, somewhere like near the limb, they'll they'll kind of Y, you know, split off and fork away from each other. The Y and one will one little short leg will go to the left side of the cam and or and, and the other one to go to the right side of the cam. So when you're learning how to tune a bow, whether you're tuning for center shot or for a bear shaft tuning or um, paper tuning or whatever, you can then, um, you know, mess around with like shortening or lengthening, you know, by twisting or untwisting one side of that Y versus another sort of that Y. A lot of Hoyts are like that. Um, I think some of the Matthews are like that. So yeah, you can, you can get down a, a pretty deep rabbit hole with, uh, with, with, with learning how to tune and how deep you really want to go. You know, you can do the simple stuff or you can go like full on, like, like I was just saying here. All right. Cool. All right. So I guess uh, one of the the final things I want to touch on is the advantages of using a compound bow in a hunt. Because um, if I'm not mistaken, like through your social media, specifically Instagram, I've seen that you've hunted with both your trad bow and your mm-hmm. compound bow. So what advantages, if any, have you had or do you believe there are with hunting with a compound bow? Um, I'm going to say accuracy, and I know that's going to step on a lot of uh, uh, 
you know, people's feelings with, uh, with traditional equipment. And I consider myself like 90% a traditional bow hunter, even though I've yet to shoot anything and actually, you know, recover it with, with a traditional bow, but, um, a, a compound undeniably, I mean, it's going to be more accurate. Um, so that's definitely, uh, that's definitely an advantage. And I'm not necessarily just talking about longer distances either. I mean, even close distances, it's going to be, you're going to be that much more pinpoint accurate because you're relying on certain, I mean, assuming everything is tuned, assuming everything is in line, assuming, you know, you execute the shot the way you're supposed to execute it with a traditional bow. It, it, it's really up to you. You know, you pick a spot or your aiming method or whatever, but you don't have sights. You don't have, um, uh, like draw stops to say, okay, I'm exactly this far every single time in my draw. Uh, a lot more can go wrong. Um, namely you, you know, you are the weak link in this whole thing, right? But with a compound, yeah, you're definitely more accurate. You got sights, you got, you know, you can draw back, you can, you can hold for a while, uh, cause you got that big let off, you know? So once you're past like the hump in the cam, you can hold off and, and, and kind of wait for your perfect, you know, perfect opportunity. Uh, so, so that's to, to me is going to, is definitely going to be accuracy. Now I know there's a lot of trad guys that can, you know, shoot the, you know, shoot the eyes off a fly, right? Okay. That's great. But most people, um, I'm going to say are going to be more accurate with the compound bow and it, it's, and it's going to get you in the field quicker too. Now that doesn't mean that I condone people going out there, uh, not being proficient with a compound and just kind of winging arrows cause they think it's going to be easier. But, um, l- little quick story. I think I talked about this in, in, in one of my podcasts, uh, last year sometime I was actually shooting it at the local archery range over here. And, um, I had a guy, there was a guy that came in and he brought in his buddy and, uh, he said, um, Hey, my buddy is uh, brand new. He's looking to shoot a bow, whatever. And basically within like half an hour of that guy st- setting foot in that shop, they had set him up with like a, um, like a demo bow, showed him how to shoot. Here's your release. Here's your sights. Here's whatever. Here's some arrows. This is how you do it. Put the pin on there, you know, look through the peep sight and shoot. He was shooting. I'm going to say like pie plate groups, you know, which is kind of what people will say for, for hunting accuracy under 20 yards. So we were shooting 20 yards. He was shooting the same, um, maybe even actually, actually I was, I was shooting a little bit tighter, but I was with my trad bow, but he was, he was at the point of shooting like hunt ready groups within 20 minutes of, or half an hour of setting foot in that store. And it took me three years to get to that point with a trad bow. You know what wow. I mean? So the learning yeah. curve, the learning curve is much, much, much uh, uh, e- easier. You know, um, so I, I would definitely say those are the advantages. And um, if you're a uh, if, if you're a younger person, or uh, a, a lot of women find it easier, uh, if you can't pull a lot of uh, poundage, a lot of weight. Um, you, you, you're going to get more energy out of a compound bow because of the the action of the cam and then. Um, um, they just they just produce more energy per per given uh, poundage, let's say. So, like a forty pound uh, compound bow is maybe I, I don't know. I don't quote me on the exact like parallels. It all depends on the bow, but it's gonna ha- it's gonna have uh, it's gonna shoot an arrow the same the same arrow weight faster, let's say, than like a forty pound recurve, definitely. So you know what I mean. So if you're trying to get the same amount of speed or energy out of out of out, out of a recurve, you might need to be shooting like a forty five or forty eight pound bow. Whereas somebody can come in with a 40 pound compound and pull that back real easy. And again, they're not holding that entire 40 pounds. They're only doing it 
up until like the, the the hump of the cam, and then after that, you're basically holding nothing, and you know it's 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 easier for them to to hold a lower poundage bow and still get you know very good performance. You know, a lot of um, states, I know in Minnesota here, but a lot of states, the minimum poundage requirements for any bow is like thirty pounds for deer. You know, yeah, yeah, recurve or not. So you're you know it's definitely capable of doing the job. Wow. All right. What, if any, are the disadvantages to hunting with, with a compound bow? Um, more stuff can go wrong. Although I think some of that is overblown a little bit, but if you check your equipment, mm. um, you know, like they say, uh, if you have, if you have drop away rest, for example, uh, your, your cord might get hung up on something or the mechanics inside may not work or freeze up. Uh, we, we've heard of that happening. Like if you hunt in the snow and the cold and ice, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't drop down because the inside kind of got frosted and cold or whatever, you know, at the shot. And then it doesn't get out of your way of your arrow. Uh, the springs can break. Break, um, you know, cams, uh, you know, if you, uh, uh, serviceability too, like if you cut a string, for example, or if for some reason, the, 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 the string derails off the cams, um, you know, you're probably not going to fix that in the field unless you do have something like a bow master or something like that. Whereas with a traditional bow, you just, you know, if you carry an extra $20 string, you just string it up and you're done. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's probably going to be probably going to be it, you know, just more moving parts that potentially could go wrong. But honestly, I mean, if you buy some bulletproof components and, and, and actually make sure your sight pins are tight and your sight housing is tight and it's not moving on you um, and everything else is in good working order, I think a lot of that that failure type stuff is a little bit overblown. You know, I think I think it's a little bit overblown, but that's, I would say that'd be the disadvantage. Copy that. All right. Are there any, I guess we can round it out with this. Are there any tips or any recommendations you'd give to someone looking to purchase a compound bow, um, how they might go about it? Okay. I'm going to say buyer beware, but, um, (laughs) I, you know, you can definitely get really good deals on archery talk. Now, archery talk can be the best place or it could be the cesspool of humanity. Okay. We all know this. Anybody (laughs) that's in set, set foot in the archery world on the internet will definitely know this. I have had very good luck on archery talk purchasing pretty much anything, including used bows. Okay. But Again, you're you're buying at your own discretion because you have no idea if this person has abused this bow. You don't know if it's been dry fired. I mean, you have no idea. Okay, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to blow up the next time you buy something. You know that, that you shoot it or whatever, just because it might have been, you know, some some bows will hold up to that kind of kind of abuse. But you, you just don't know. Okay, but um, if you're going to kind of dive into it, and and I'm assuming you're coming at it from the point of a newbie. You know, not yeah. necessarily like this is your fifth uh, bow that you're going to work on, but maybe like your first or second kind of thing you know definitely give it a chance i mean go go try that a lot of archery shops are probably cringing saying no no come to the archery shop you know because um you know we know what we're doing and i if if that so i guess i'm gonna i'm gonna split my answer in two if you want to go down the diy path and learn how to work on all, all your own stuff and all this and that like we just talked about go ahead and you can buy one off archery talk and then just kind of work on it replace things as necessary and um you know kind of you know chuck yeager test pilot your way through it you know and it's it's a good <laughs> it's it's a good learning it's a good learning way but you can also go to your local archery shop and when you do that they've probably got a bunch of used bows on the rack now you're probably going to pay more you're most definitely going to pay more, okay? Um, at even even for a used bow, and some of the prices you're going to say, "Oh man, I can buy this a hundred, hundred and fifty bucks cheaper online." Well, okay, but 
they're going to know that that you bought it from them. They're going to work on that bow for you. They're probably going to be a little more amenable to uh, you know, tweaking the bow, you know, to, to, for for what you need and what you want. So they're going to set it up for your um, uh, your draw length. They're going to set it up for. Um, you know, uh, if, if you need like the peep, uh, if the peep is rotating on you and you don't know how to, you know, fix that yourself yet, they'll they'll do that kind of stuff. And you're building a relationship with a local archery shop. So there are, I, I don't want to poo-poo one method or the other. There's two ways to go about it. Um, again, the archery shop, you're going to pay a little bit more, but I think in the long run, the, the dividends of, of that you're going to get back from having that relationship with them, uh, as well as the initial setup is going to be worth it. So that's that's what I'd do. All right, perfect, man. Oh, and by the way, I would definitely also say that just because a bow is older does not mean that it can't kill deer or, or do whatever you need it to do. It, it, there's very, very accurate bows out there, more than accurate enough to have fun with and hunt with. And, you know, even going back to uh, our, our conversation before, uh, like $130 or $100 like Samick Sage, you know, recurve is more than capable of taking anything in North America. So when you step up to anything in a compound that is already more accurate and easier to shoot, I mean, you're, you're well, well ahead of the game. So there's really no bad bows out there there's some there's some bad models that that went through some um not so good times there's some botex in there uh, about eight to eight, eight, six eight maybe years ago that had a lot of limb problems and there's uh you know i hate to call them out but martin archery back in the last probably i don't know how they've been doing the last couple of years but maybe the last 10 years prior to that have had all kinds of limb limb problems and limbs blow up i had one on on mine that i bought that i blew that blew up so other oh, than that wow. honestly the going to pick picking on those two um you really can't buy a bad bow you know just buy the best accessories that you can buy the best site that you can because sites will flex and they will move and you want it to be solid um you know if you if you put if you if you uh not drop one but you lay one down or whatever um if it gets caught up in brush or twigs or whatever especially when you're hunting um <clears> those the your sites may may tend to kind of um uh, you know, move uh, the sight pins or bend the sight pins. But I mean, if you want bulletproof, go get yourself a whisker biscuit. Nothing wrong with that. Go get yourself the best sight that you can afford that has, uh, you know, like a like a black gold is a really good one. Um, a spot hog is a really good one. They tend to be pricier, but I mean, they're uh -huh. bomb proof. Bomb proof, you know, and if you can't afford those, get the best you can afford and then just, just learn to shoot because, you, again, no matter what it is, you are the biggest equation, you know, or a part of that equation in terms of success. So, Got it. All right. Thank you very much, man. Yeah. Ladies and gents, uh, once again, Emra, Oric, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, taking uh, this call and, uh, you know, getting on with me. Um, uh, just like yelling, last week. This microphone because I get excited talking about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> when no, no, I no. record, I at it and I'm like, I got to go through my editing thing, and I'm like, my God, those those volume peaks are high. I got to go through <laughs> the, uh, what do you call it, the, the compression on the thing to, to 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 knock down the peaks because I'm like I'm yelling into the microphone like it's like an inch away from my face. No, 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 no worries, no worries. But um, just like last week, um, let's remind people um exactly where they could find uh you and your content. Yeah, just uh, bow hunting soul anything. Um, so bow hunting soul uh, YouTube YouTube channel. I got a lot of um, uh, like how to videos in there, both compound and, uh, and and trad. I've got I've even got like cooking videos and you know product kind of uh, uh, reviews and things like that. And then of course the bow hunting soul podcast and um, on Instagram too, bow hunting soul. So.